following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, episode number 113. Here's the rundown, Bay. Really, Sketch? You're gonna make me say that? Oh, come on, man. You know I'm a huge grammar Nazi like that. Also, special birthday shout-out to Jennifer at Tarzana on Twitter. Send her your wishes. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today is... Yeah, Samurai Derail Maddox. Shug from the Toonami Show Rundown. Scion, also from the Toonami Show Rundown. Yeah, we brought some motherfuckers in from another podcast. <laughs> yeah, we do that sometimes. I We're know, right? Yeah, we decided to have the Toonami Show Rundown, guys, because if you didn't know... We are actually still affiliated with Toonami Fan, and they have just started a partnership with ToonamiFan.com. Yeah, we did do that. Awesome guys, check their site out. Yeah, great stuff on there, lots of opinion pieces, that's mostly what is on Toonami Fan. And now Toonami Fan hosts the Toonami Show Rundown. Well, sort of. It's still hosted (laughs) on YouTube. Yeah. It's on YouTube and also their site. So We put it on iTunes sometimes, we remember, which is never. You should get back to that, though, because that's where a lot of people listen to podcasts. I know. Yep. We know how to do it. We're just really fucking lazy. <sighs> I know that, man. Yeah, we'll probably get back to that pretty soon, though. So, if you haven't heard the Toonami Show rundown, how about these gentlemen explain it to you a little bit? Um, so our podcast is we usually just take the we take all the tsunami shows in the blog except for shows that have aired before, which is now like I think two shows. It's Brotherhood and Bebop, but we review um, the episodes every week and just pretty much give our opinions on the episodes. And it's like every show, even Clone Wars and Jack. Yeah, there's a lot of banter and off-topic discussion. So okay. we're just like you guys. <laughs> Oh, we go on some tangents, and trust me, sometimes <laughs> it can go into some real freaky shit sometimes. I think Paul talked about dildos and donuts one time. <laughs> that would make sense. You would stick the dildo in the donut. <laughs> no, Paul. Never mind. <laughs> Is this going to be another Paul Bushudo love fest? Uh, no, not this time. <laughs> He's on the corner working tonight. Yeah, oh, okay. right. <laughs> Hopefully Paul will be back next week, but it's getting a little harder to coordinate work schedules here because he always ends up working the days I have time to record. Fantastic. What are you going to do? But we didn't fire him. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Don't go around saying that. People will take you no. seriously. Strike one, Paul. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. He's going to cuss me out once he hears this episode. <laughs> I'm going to probably get a text, you fucking piece of shit. I'm wondering if you heard the last one yet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I got some choice words, so he probably did. <laughs> Could be. Could be. But enough gallivanting. It's time for the Space Dandy recap.
Hey, it's Dandy. Episode 23, Lovers Are Trendy, Baby. Screenplay was by Kimiko Ueno. The mobile suit design was by Kunio Okawara. The mechanical design was by Junichiro Tamamori. The art design was by Atushi Morikawa. The man-faced spider design was by Bahi JD. The animation director was Chikashi Kubota. The assistant animation directors were Kazumi Inadome, Yuka Koiso, and Tomoko Sugidomori. The storyboards were by Kotaro Tamura, and the unit direction was by Masashiro Mukai. On the Funimation side, the script adaptation was by Monica Rial, and the ADR direction was by Joel McDonald. The featured voices in this episode were Colleen Clinkenbeard returning as Scarlet, and Brian Massey as Dolph. The Margarine. additional voices include Christopher R. Savitt, Eric Vale, Richard Olson, Tia Ballard, Jeremy Lee, Garrett Storms, Chris George, J. Michael Tatum, Patrick Carroll, Brandon Luna, and Eric Cherry. A lot of people okay. in this episode. <laughs> yeah, there were. I would have butchered like all of those names. Including the Funimation ones. <laughs> That's why I'm a professional. <laughs> oh, you speak of the English? I speak of the English. <laughs> uh, but not as good as Jim. Jim never messes up names. Okay, maybe sometimes. Miss Jim. I know. The only other black man on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the rundown of this episode of Space Dandy. Uh, oh, God. Rundown? <laughs> You know what? <laughs> How about one of you gentlemen do this? Go for it, Zion. Oh, damn it. Dandy, dandy is not usually my specialty. <laughs> All right. Somebody's your dandy expert, isn't it? Yeah. Sion, you go for it. All right. <laughs> so on this episode of Special Dandy... Uh, Scarlet wants Dandy to be her pretend boyfriend because Scarlet has been stalked by her ex-boyfriend who has a really badass-looking Gundam. So they go on dates, and it goes as you expect it to go. They start out hating each other, but eventually fall deeply in love. And then a train comes along and fucks everything up. Yes. Yes. Our trains ruling, yes. ruining relationships left and right. Yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, Dandy's kind of uh, off-put by the concept. What you've got to see a little bit over the small moments over many, many episodes where Scarlet, knowing full well that she's kind of interested in Dandy, but refuses to acknowledge it, just gets bit by bit closer and closer to not thinking he's a terrible, horrible, worthless piece of crap. <laughs> In other words, a fucking piece of shit like Paul Descrillo. <laughs> and she kind of falls for him a little bit. Enough that they were going to meet up at one last restaurant and they have a moment where they could have met up together and it's sadly... They they got they got Shinkai'd. <laughs> she wrote his name on the bar. Yeah, she wrote his name on the bar and everything. Uh, 
It's really funny that the first thing that they see in common with each other is they both like Chuck Norris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, people, Chuck Norris does bring people together. Reference to Karate Commandos, come on! And Mission in, uh, missing in Action. Karate Commandos was actually on Adult Swim. I know, dude. Very briefly, that cartoon was on Adult Swim at around 5.30 in the morning. Hey, I stayed up to watch that. I bet you did. Damn right, dude. This also felt like a missing moment from The Expendables because her her ex-boyfriend, Dolph, obviously looked like Dolph Lundgren. And there were lots of explosions. There were pink Gundam explosions. That's how Gundam this was. It's not authentic Gundam unless the explosions are pink. Good point. This was very Gundam. I I, I don't. I wonder what was with all the Expendables references or just the Action Star references in general. I I think that was just one of those things they wanted to throw in at some point. It was kind of hilarious. It was just really odd to see that in this episode, though. Good timing, though, considering yeah. the Expendables movie just came out recently. It was and tanked. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> Why'd you put Kelsey Grammer in the Expendables? I mean, I love him. He's hilarious, but he's it's not really action weird. movie star. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kelsey Grammer could probably be like an evil villain in a James Bond film. Yeah, I, I just see that. I just don't understand why they went with all the young people. Like it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, that really does defeat the purpose. The it was fan service. Expendables is supposed to be, these are your old favorites that are still kind of okay at doing this. <laughs> yeah, they get all these old, these younger guys, and it's like, that doesn't make any sense. It's not what I want to see. Have you seen the Honest trailer for the Expendables? And they talk about how they all speak vague, bad English. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bring up uh, Sly himself, and is, it, is, is that English? Absurdy from One Piece. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have got so off topic, and I didn't do it this time, people. The Expendables. We blame the Expendables. We blame the Expendables for this um, Gundam reference. Yeah, so Chuck, what are your thoughts on this episode? Uh, This was one of my favorite episodes of Dandy probably this season. I think so, too. I didn't actually expect to enjoy this one as much as I did. Um, but just seeing the preview, I was kind of worried about this because uh, me and Steven, who's like another person from our podcast, kind of had like issues of kind of what they were doing with Scarlet's character. Like it just seemed like they were kind of taking her in a direction where it was just this female character that was just kind of like they like wanted her to like to have like she was like trying to find a boyfriend in that one episode, and it was kind of weird just seeing what they were doing with the character. But I thought this was really well done. Like, the relationship felt real. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know. I was disappointed that they didn't end up getting together, even though that wouldn't even make any sense. I think everybody was. I know. Like, if you think about it, it's really odd. Like, that wouldn't make any sense because it's a dandy episode, and they always kind of set everything back to zero at the end of it. But mm-hmm. but dandy so deserves someone to love. I think Scarlet probably is about his perfect match, man. Dandy needs that Scarlet booty. Dandy needs somebody to keep him in line. <laughs> yeah, we know Honey ain't gonna do it. <laughs> no, no, she goes along with the shit. Honey's what? What's that word? Honey's an enabler. Yes, <laughs> she is, dude. Scion, any thoughts? Oh, 
I actually didn't like this episode as much as everyone else. I thought it was a good episode. (laughs) Wrong with you, man. It's okay. Uh, I hate fun. He hates fun. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a legitimate argument. He hates fun once. It was awful. Fun is awful. Yeah. Uh, But I felt like it was a very paint by the numbers episode. Um, in a way, I feel like there's a standard that uh, sometimes animation isn't held up to and I felt like I was watching a romantic comedy and yeah that's what it was but I feel like I've seen it before I it was a good episode don't get me wrong uh don't want to go on twitter and see that you know <laughs> uh but I thought it was all right and just all right oh that's fair hey, you're up Oh, man, this was a straight episode to me, man. You know, as always, the music is always good as far as the oh, soundtrack. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it really was about. But, you know, the fact that Dandy caught a damn squid, which, you know, I had, <laughs> I, I was happy about the obligatory squid because you got to see tentacles in anime at <laughs> some point. So the squid was wrapping around <laughs> her neck. You know what it meant. You know what it refers to. And I'm just going to... Scarlet is Dandy's good luck charm as far as catching aliens goes. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, dude. He should have cut a lock of her hair off, dude. He probably had better luck catching aliens, man. Just have a little piece of that scarlet booty with him. But <laughs> seriously, this episode <laughs> This episode has some feels to it, man, and kinda sucks that they didn't meet up one last time, but I kinda had a feeling, man, if they did, man, she probably would have ended up busting him across the head with a wine bottle or something. You know, You're late. <laughs> exactly. Why did you make me wait? The pompadour would have literally cushioned that, but um, <laughs> I can really say though I actually enjoyed it, man. Just for the simple fact it was another side of Dandy, just being all feels. But I had to say all in all, pimping unicorn feelings. You can't be doing that. You chilling with Bay? <laughs> no, <laughs> terrible. I know, right? Seriously. When the nerd that I I laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's kind of like when they went to that little, I guess you could say, you know, Space Dan really doesn't have a whole bunch of co- continuity in it, but this was kind of like when they was on the little planet when, you know, Danny got hungry and everything. It's kind of like, okay, well, now nah, let's see what we can do with this now with Scarlet and Dandy kind of making some kind of love connection. And the sad thing is, man, he locked himself up in the room for days, dude. He actually got love sick over Scarlet, man, and we have never seen Dandy get attached to a woman like that. It's always about the booty, baby. Of course, I like boobs, but you know. Turns out, Space Dandy's a one booty kind of guy. Exactly. And it was Scarlet's booty. But big ups to those Chuck Norris references, dude. You just gotta... You you can't have an episode without Chuck Norris somewhere down the line. (laughs) Chuck. You want a Chuck Norris reference in every episode? Yes. Hey, you got to, man. That's how bad Chuck Norris is, man. Even though Bruce Lee did kick his ass. Not even... (laughs) I saw Not even just on Space Dandy. Every show on the block should have a Chuck Norris reference in every episode. Yes. That would... I I don't know how... Prove... Bleach. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Hey! It would greatly improve Shupadin. Yes. Also that. Bleach doesn't need Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris needs Bleach. But overall, 
it was a great episode to me. But I really, really did love the music and you know the Gundam references is always great. They Stalker they Gundam are with the Gundam references. I mean, that was straight up blowing off a piece of a colony type Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part is, do end up getting arrested at the end, though, man. I'm like, yeah, appropriately so. <laughs> Restraining order. <laughs> what is with the outfits of the trendy police? I don't know, man. Yeah. It was trendy. They look like the police from Bloodlad. <laughs> <laughs> started cracking up with the pink explosions. I think that was probably what the reference was made to, man. Yeah. Secretly, we want Bloodlad on Toonami. Secret? Oh. <laughs> okay, well, vocally, we want it on there. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a fun, a secret fun anymore. show to put on for ten weeks. It's, it's a pity it doesn't have an ending. <laughs> and it never will because of brain base. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got a lot of Toonami talkbacks. I guess I better read them. <laughs> uh, Jesse Aldana writes in, Just when I thought Space Dandy couldn't get any more better, this episode shows up. I ship hard, Dandy x Scarlet. Somehow I knew I was going to see the Dandy x Scarlet comment. Thank you. First one. This is going to get a lot of fan fiction, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Basically, where Dandy actually has a drunken night with Scarlet and she ends up pregnant. <laughs> that seems... Nah, I don't think Space Dandy would ever do that. I don't <laughs> know, man. Gag. <laughs> In Space Dandy, they would have sex and then Dandy would get pregnant. And then they can yeah. have a lot of parodies of Junior. Yeah. Oh, oh God, no. Junior comes out with a um, pompadour saying, let's go to boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Du Bois writes in, Dandy X Scarlet, I'm shipping it, baby. I wish they had gone for a crazier climax with the stalker, but it, but good episode this week. Yes, it was. Connor Ludovice writes in, Connor Ludovis lights in, <laughs> lights in, writes in, Space Dandy was great last night. Funny, romantic, and just all-around fun time. Yeah. I Scarlet paid everything and not Dandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, Dandy was like a male escort for real, dude. That was pretty much it. Don't you With just five, love uh, how he asked her, how do you know I'm free? Oh, you're free. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Ain't nothing like a woman telling you that you're free when you just know you are, but you don't want her to know that. <laughs> David A. Velasquez writes in, Another awesome episode of Space Dandy. The ending was sad, though. He didn't get Scarlet. Sad face. Sad reasons face, in indeed. The, for reasons in the universe, that was not supposed to happen. Because it was supposed to be that way. It was supposed to make us hurt. Mm -hmm. Jeremy DG writes in, The one time I wish Dandy could get the girl. Love this episode. It was funny and had a great story. Mm. In the fan fiction, he will get the girl. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Dandy. <laughs> oh, damn. Good reference. I love this sketch as a library. Maybe it should be Dandy Shades of Grey. 
Either way, he's going to ah, go. Fifty Shades of Dandy. <laughs> he has certain tastes. <laughs> the Full Metal Shield writes in, Everybody was rooting for Dandy and Scarlet, and damn, Train blocked the love. Great episode. I don't want Dandy to end. The same damn reason why you can't trust a fucking train. It fucks up people's love lives by cock blocking. Trains, man. Such cock blocking. Oh, shit. Master of the Arts writes in, Anybody else get a five centimeters per second feels at the end? What nope. a speed ending. Like I said, he got shinkai'd. <laughs> <laughs> man, I really hated that in five centimeters per second. Because they totally could have met each other again. Oh, it was so close. So bittersweet. Mm. Yeah. Master of Arts, as much as I hate to admit it, you were right on that. Uh, but pardon is such sweet sorrow. Matthew Cole Morgan writes in, Seeing Dandy finally get the girl and having her take off just hurt. That episode drove me to drink. Cheers for love, baby. Yeah, love will make you fucking drink when you get your heart broken. Jack Daniels comforted me a lot. Phantom writes in, Yet another good episode of Space Dandy this week. Dandy and Scarlet sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Sorry, I had to say it. No, you didn't! And, no. And no we wish that you that. had not said it. <laughs> Go to the corner right now. Time out for 20 minutes. And yet I read it on the podcast. Yes, you did. Because I'm evil. Yes, you are. Human resources tomorrow. <laughs> Lee Fenton Wilkinson writes in, from, experience, from my experience, even mentioning giant squids on a date is a surefire way of having to get the bill early. Hashtag dating fail. Mm, let me see about that now. Considering I have had squid on dates. Unagi. <laughs> That's eel. Uh, but was it no. giant? <laughs> was it a giant squid? No, it was just a regular calamari, so hey, we good. Yeah. Stephen Oz writes in Two star-crossed lovers destined to never be with each other or until they see one another again at the Alien Registration Center. Uh, nice one. Mm. Uh, though at least they didn't kill each other. This is not a space tragedy <laughs> of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> or a space dandy Titus Andronicus. Oh, dang, Titus Andronicus. I love you, Sketch. You are so cultured tonight, man. So cultured. Damn. I am so cultured tonight. I am just bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> Protozoa, my friend. Protozoa. Blatch writes in, Space Dandy this week was something else. Who knew the simplest episode this season could end up being the funniest? The narrator's description of Planet Trendy is something that might not be matched either. Yep, that was something. Tarzano writes in, Dandy totally got some action with Scarlet and a few rare aliens. All in all, pretty good week for Dandy. Did I really just hear the word Bay on Space Dandy? Why? Just why? Why are you mad, Bay? Yeah, Bay. You know this was going to happen, Bay. Are we really this bad that we have to minimize the word baby? You have to... And you're not... Bay, Bay, calm down. Bay. Bitch. Skate, 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 Bay, calm down, calm down, Bay. <laughs> I be like that, this bae. language every day. Damn, Bay. That's it for our Space Dandy recap. 
On to the news! From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Well, because it was the end of the month, the Turner press release focused on things that were relevant for the majority of the month. So in this one, all they mention is that Black Lagoon at 3 a.m. grew delivery among all targeted male demos versus the same time period last year, ranging between 1% and 12%, which is nice. Yeah. I guess it's possible that despite doing really well, those Attack on Titan... Episodes didn't necessarily win their time slot because there was a Simpsons marathon. <laughs> but oh yeah, I wonder how it did compared to that. Well, it didn't win. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but but the ratings were surprisingly good despite that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe the Simpsons drew away competition that would normally hurt Toonami. Maybe by creating competition. Yeah, it, it was weird, but eh, I, I, guess would, I guess people would rather watch Zombie Simpsons than a show about giant zombies. Perhaps. The 18 to 49 ratings for Saturday, August 30th, are as follows: Space Dandy kicked off the night with 697,000. Go Space Dandy! And then Attack on Titan kicked down the freaking door with 789,000, followed by 733,000, 721,000, 628,000, 597,000, 527,000, 464,000, 456,000, 466,000, 444,000, 447,000, and finished the night with 366,000. Adults 18 to 49. Damn, man. That perfect trend, man. I was hoping you were going to say Attack on Titan before every single one of those. Hell no! (laughs) (laughs) We believe in economy of words here. (laughs) (laughs) And how that translated with the total viewer ratings, Space Dandy started off the night with 1,138,000. Attack on Titan started its marathon with 1,200,000, Again, 725,000, 705,000, and finished off the night with 616,000. That's a lot of millions. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really fun to hear a million that many times. It is very fun. And it almost made a million one more time. Just barely missed it. But I'd say... Yeah, this this was the the night we were waiting for. It yeah. was. Didn't really expect it from an Attack on Titan marathon, but all right. Yeah, yeah man, that that show kicks ass. <laughs> it does. Just so. Uh, there is something to be said that a lot of people feel that Attack on Titan is better watched in marathon. 
I I would agree with that. Yeah. That's yeah, I would agree too. The first time I saw it was week to week, and that was brutal. Yeah. Um, oh, those cliffhangers. Oh, yeah. Cliffhangers, man. And it, it sucks episode. watches besides watching it on Toonami. I've been marathoning it, and yeah. It's preferable to watch in marathon form because it's one long story. And this covered almost half of the series. I was just so happy that they didn't do the recap episode. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, that would be a waste. <laughs> they wouldn't even exactly. have gotten to the recap episode, though. Oh, yeah. I get I really... the feeling they're going to do this again. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling, too. I'd be down for it. <laughs> I think they I... might do it on the night that Attack on Titan ends, which will also be the night that Daylight Savings Time adjusts. So they'll have an extra mm. hour to work with. Perfect know timing, that... right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's true. The night that we get an extra hour tsunami. Though that's not the most creative use of that hour, I suppose. I want King, King Star King, King again. Or maybe <laughs> they'll save it for an end of the year marathon. Or, but I can't imagine them not doing it again. It, it seems crazy for them not to. Unless this cost a whole lot of money. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming it costs less than movies. I don't know. If they got a standard two-year contract for Attack on Titan, then theoretically it didn't cost anything. Yeah. But if they were playing, if they were paying per episode or per airing of episode, then it may have been more affordable than a movie. But Attack on Titan's a, it's not going to be as cheap the second time around they do this for sure. That's true. Because... You know, when something does well, that just makes the price go up. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of makes me wish that Space Dandy was back at the top of the block every week. Because even if it maybe doesn't pull in super the best ratings possible, it's going to benefit from the comedy that airs before Toonami. And yeah, I, I not a problem because Attack on Titan will pick up the slack if it doesn't do... Super great. And it's a freaking world premiere. Was, why are you burying that at 12.30? And the very thought that people think that it should be later than 12.30 is infuriating. Eh, that's because they're smoking. Clearly. Yeah, that, is, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, yeah, let's put it behind, you know, episodes that have been on the U.S. market for how long? It obviously needs to be behind Beware the Batman. Obviously. Yeah, I think Space Dandy would benefit better if it was uh, right behind Family Guy all the time. And I also think Space Dandy's audience is more open to watching more shows, or at least different shows, so it would flow better into Attack on Titan. There does seem to be the case that maybe Attack on Titan is an island, in that it does really well, but it doesn't necessarily translate to the rest of the shows doing well. That, or maybe people are just not interested in Bleach anymore. I <laughs> to believe that Titan doesn't have a lot of crossover with Bleach, or maybe not some other shows on Toonami. I don't know. And Bleach seems to want to hold on to that 12 o'clock slot forever. Well, Damn it's right. going to have to vacate it eventually. <laughs> it's Soon. coming to an end. You sound a little too damn happy about this. I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> Oh, we're going to throw a party when that happens. Don't oh, worry about man, it. Come on, man. <laughs> Don't hate. We'll all be sad that that 
constantly good rated show is going to be gone. Though yeah. Dragon Ball Z Kai is going to show up, so I, I guess it won't necessarily be a problem. You don't sound too happy about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're. <laughs> Let's just say I hate the some of the fan base of that damn anime. Oh, that's that's fair. You guys should totally do that prank again where you put the Dragon Ball Z is gonna be the only thing on. Hell no, game. that broke that broke the website. <laughs> that broke the website. It was it off Jason too. It was uh closer closer to reality than one might have assumed. I guess so. We did it as a joke, and yo, I think Jason probably was pissed off about that shit. I could just see Jason's face right now. So those <laughs> motherfuckers. Why would you do that? I don't understand how people thought that was real. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Obviously, it's not real. The they wouldn't play the same show for every slot of the night. They would play the same show for all but one of the slots of the night. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Space Dandy's a world premiere. They're not going to take it off. Not even for QBZ. <laughs> Yep. On to the trending. Trending for September 6th and 7th. The U.S. trends. Hashtag Helsing Ultimates and Helsing Ultimates without the hashtag during Bleach, One Piece, Gurren Lagan, Black Lagoon, and Naruto. Hashtag Space Dandy during the West Coast airing. Go West Side. <laughs> West Side! Hashtag Gurren Lagan, Revy from Black Lagoon, and hashtag Cowboy Bebop. The mobile app trends are hashtag Toonami during Attack on Titan, hashtag Helsing Ultimate, and Helsing Ultimate without the hashtag during Bleach and Naruto. Hashtag Attack on Titan, hashtag Space Dandy during the West Coast airing, hashtag Black Lagoon, Revy from Black Lagoon, and hashtag Cowboy Bebop. And those are the trends from Planet Trendy, <laughs> a place where you should take your bay. All right, bay. Nice to see Helsing Ultimate Trend. As it should have. Mm-hmm. Because that clip. Oh. Congratulations. Yeah, I guess it's time to talk about that sweet promo. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> That was Just really good. In my pants. <laughs> yes. That is how you promote a show. It is. That might be my favorite promo. Yeah, they definitely emphasized the dark feel of the show, but they also had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Really, really good line selection. I'm so pumped. I'm even more pumped than I was. I try to always watch this show during Halloween, so this is perfect timing. For me, at least. Yeah, they broke his tradition this year. <laughs> You'll be okay. Yeah, this is a good time of year to play, Helsing. That is for sure. Maybe... Would have mm, been good if they managed to start it a little bit sooner so that they could end around Halloween. But Yeah. They'll, they'll get pretty close. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to get, like, Roberta's Blood Trail at some point now, because it appears, like, OVAs can be aired. That's a possibility. Yeah, but I don't think the fans want it. Yeah. They messed up. 
you know, I didn't told well, them about that. I, I think the got fans do want it. They just didn't show it. Yeah. yeah. They didn't understand the gruesomeness of Roberta's blood trail. And I was like, look here, you, if you keep the show going at the rate that you're supposed to, I, I'm pretty sure we would have got the OVAs like hands down, but now it's kind of iffy. But like Toonami has been showing us, man, shit is possible on so many damn levels, man. Yeah. And I was, it was nice to see Black Lagoon kind of raise its ratings towards the end there. It yeah, because was. more people saw it, more people started watching it, you know. I wasn't like just singing the praise of this show because I'm actually a big fan of it. It's actually good. It is. This is my first time actually watching the show, and I like it a lot. Oh, it's so pretty on Blu ray. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah. And Roberta's Blood Trail. It pretty much it yeah, it pretty much ties everything up like what you really want to know about certain people. Oh, now I really want to watch it. Yeah, me oh. too. I guess I can now. <laughs> you can watch it subbed on Hulu. You should hear the dub. Awesome. I want to hear the dub. I'm rather curious to hear how the dub sounds compared to the dub of the series because there's a huge time gap between those. It's still pretty much the same. It's still good, and it's still well, I'm good. I'm hoping it's better. Not that the actual show dub was bad. It was very good. Yeah, but you get to see Rock in a whole different light, though. Love he it. ain't that quiet boy you think that he accents. is, folks. Oh. Mm. Yeah, you got me interested, that's for sure. You have my curiosity. <laughs> Alas, we had to bid farewell to Black Lagoon. You will be missed. We also, original Naruto. Which was probably the worst episode to ever have a drinking game on. Because <laughs> I had to modify it way too much. You had, had a to go to game on that Naruto episode? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant, but I wanted to say that anyway. I know you did, babe. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! Okay. <laughs> Whoa! Sion woke up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was a terrible episode for the last Black Lagoon drinking game. There was almost no swearing. <laughs> Which was odd. I had to settle for gunshots, right, man. Certainly had violence, though. It did have a lot of that. Dude, you had an epic showdown of the gunslinger versus the samurai. And Genji held his own. I say he he went out like a G, man. There was no shame in dying the way he did. Nope. He got her in the leg. Oof. Hey. Oh, he that drew blood. Like now. That did. <laughs> I was had to look away from the screen. That was... Oof. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I would rather get shot then to get stabbed in the leg with a katana. It is not a good feeling. I would think. Yeah, I uh, agree on that. I actually stabbed myself in the leg with my own katana one time. Thank God it wasn't that deep, but it was enough to remind me. Don't yes, do that. This, no, this weapon can actually hurt you if you're not careful. Yeah, I would think that would definitely remind you that. I, I think uh, Yukio might have got hurt a little bit more than Revy. That's just me. Hmm. Well, after Genji died, she didn't have nothing else, man. That was it. She was in love with Genji. That's true. I 
think that scene may have been censored. Uh, I watched the Blu-ray. Yeah, they censored. They, they actually censored it because she actually took that sword, the Shirasaya, and put it through her neck. Yeah. And they showed that, but they uh, edited yeah. how I was like, okay. At the end, you see the uh, Shirasaya through her neck. I'm like, yeah, oh, they can't show that. Yeah, it was just I, I can't lie, it was just a little too gruesome to show anyway. So I can understand them editing that out right there. Oof. But in the end, didn't get the sound effect though. Yeah, oh, it, it yeah. Did. you didn't get nothing else. You got this sound effect. That was quite the sound effect. On to the Attack on Titan recap. Attack on Titan, Episode 17, Female Titan, the 57th Expedition Beyond the Walls, Part 1. So on this episode of Attack on Titan, we started the mission Beyond the Walls, and then the female Titan shows up and wrecks everything. In the end, um, Armin manages to survive, and he gets teams up with John and Rhina, where they deduce that everybody told Aaron to go to a different part of the... They told everybody that Aaron went to a different part of the formation, so nobody knew exactly where he is. The female Titan then attacked John, Rhina, and Armin, and Rhina escaped the female Titan like a beast. What do you think of this episode, Sketch? I really like this episode, because one, Reiner does such a crazy badass thing. <laughs> His drill will pierce the heavens. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> the first time I saw the episode, I was like, no, Rhina! Oh, Rhino! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, Rhino. He's got, got this. Rad. Yeah, I thought that was... Oh, man. The stuff the female Titan does to the people that attack her is just... Oh, it's so brutal. Yeah, it really So is. brutal. Just kicking horses and... Oh, man. No horses were harmed during this podcast. You thought a Titan was dangerous before. A Titan with intelligence is... Scary, scary stuff. And the scariest part is whenever they first see the Titan, they're just like, oh man, there's this Titan coming, and they just turn back around, and it's like on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, the uh, the 104th group, they, uh, <laughs> they, they haven't quite gotten their nerve, I think. No, they have not. Especially poor Sasha. But then again, Sasha was being attacked by some freaky titan that tried to move like a frog. Spider titan. <laughs> spider titan, spider titan. Was, Sticking um, his booty up there like Spider Woman in that Marvel comic. Topical! <laughs> Damn. But that wasn't the booty in this episode. Oh, no. Oh, it was not. Oh, no, sir. The kind of booty that Dandy would approve of. <laughs> On the Titan scale. He likes a little bit more skin, I think. Oh, they had enough skin on it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Zion? I actually really like this episode. Uh, <laughs> thought it, I think the show was finally picking up pace. And it was kind of dragging along for a while. But, goddamn, this episode was really fun to watch. It's also a great episode to introduce other people to the show. Mm. Uh, I was actually watching it with someone else right now uh, last night and just describing it to them is the most hilarious thing because they're like okay so they can transform but they can't and 
I don't know. It's a really fun episode to watch for people who aren't familiar with the show or even the medium. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Duro. Ah, uh, yeah, you knew I was waiting for this. Pretty much, this is like the culmination of all that work for like a month in planning this. And the fact that Armin yet again gets, I don't know, Armin has a fucking devil's luck when it comes to this shit, man. Because no kidding. <laughs> in a, seriously, Armin is literally supposed to be dead, but somehow he just makes it out every time. He does the screaming, the crying. Everybody feels sorry for him. And he gets saved. Of course, I got to give Ryan a bad, serious props, man, for that meat grinder um, maneuver, dude. He did some Captain Levi type shit right there. But basically, I kind of like the way, you know, Commander Irwin pretty much set up the formation because don't tell nobody where you at, but basically start finding our flares so you can tell where the Titans are so we can kind of avoid this area or at least we'll be better prepared so that when they try to come into us, we at least we can ambush them or we can at least be on some kind of footing where we can defend ourselves. All of us going to die. Some of us going to die. You know, that that's a given. But thank God it ain't the people that you get to know, for real. And, of course, we got to see a big Titan-ass booty in the female Titan. <laughs> I mean, you know, considering that, you know, she was, you know, female, and, of course, I would be lewd and say something right about now, which I probably am in a few seconds. <laughs> I think it was just that time of the month, man, the reason why she did what? that to that poor damn horse. Oh, <laughs> poor horsey. That horse, man. I mean, that horse got knocked up. Fuck out, man. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 I felt sorry you keep for watching horse, Attack man. on Titan and reading the manga, you find that intelligent titans like to chuck around horses a lot. They do. That is that is true. <laughs> that is their they favorite just, projectile weapon. <laughs> Dude, horses just get up. They just catch it bad on Attack on Titan, man. Oh, man. Every time. But seriously, though... Just a good, good episode. Pacing picked up, like um, guy said. And mm-hmm. as always, we see Armin cry. As always, cry tears cry, and he still survives. And the fact that the female Titan just took his hood off, I think she wanted to molest him, man, for real. <laughs> I really, the look that she gave him, man, she wanted that D, man. Uh, hello. There's probably some fan art of that somewhere. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is, man. <laughs> Oh. Like, seriously. <laughs> we know who wears the pants in this relationship. It's not you, Armin. Daffodil. <laughs> I don't okay, even want to think about how that works. <laughs> Titans well, don't have genitals. No, if they did, oh, they dude, trust me. They're like giant Barbie and Ken dolls. It's a Barbie world, right? Oh. Oh, come on, babe. You gotta uh, do that. Oh. <laughs> Why are you playing, Dave? Uh, that's that's another thing that I totally unrelated to that. But this is how you do an episode where you are showing a plan in action. You're telling the audience what they're gonna do and showing it to them at the same time. That is how you do it. You don't have people standing around or sitting around or just doing nothing and just talking about a plan. You show the plan as you're telling the plan. Otherwise, you just waste an episode. Uh, you should have and, it. Yeah, you got to remember, most people don't understand military formations. Yeah, and I think this show did a really good, this particular episode did a really good job of 
making it simple to understand and showing you what they're doing. Exactly, because logistically speaking, man, I got to say they did a real good job with that formation, man, because basically you got all the rookies somewhere in the center away from like most of the action, and then you got your most experienced soldiers on the outside keeping a tighter formation. I'm sorry, military. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. That's what we got you here for. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, Bay, you the best. I know. On to the Toonami Talkbacks. Jeremy DG writes in, The female titan stomps like nothing, like all females do to us men. No hate. Thank God she did not have on friggin' stilettos. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I am now imagining that. (laughs) <laughs> I could just see it with a goddamn big ass pair of Jimmy Choo tight style. <laughs> it would be stylish but deadly and expensive and painful. Yes. Todd Du Bois writes in Jean interests me more than any of the Attack on Titan leads, pushed into leadership and does all right in spite of himself. Uh, some of us are not natural born leaders and some of us don't like accept that leadership role because you know what the burden of command is heavy and every time somebody dies that's just another person that you have to remember mm-hmm. I do think John is like a really really interesting character in the show though yeah I do too he can be a bit of an asshole at times though oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to show him go from wanting to shelter himself and avoid all battle to realizing I have the skill to be useful, so I should use it. Yeah, and I feel like the show does it really well, too. Yeah, he arguably has some of the best development in the show. Yeah, I think him and Armin both do. Mm-hmm. Andrew Gastelum writes in, I really like the music in tonight's episode of Attack on Titan. Yeah, there was some good music going on in that. Yes, it was. They just really drive the moment with the soundtrack in that show. Ah, Resident Data Monkey Colt Burr writes in, It's amazing how all this still doesn't do much to build on anything. Jean is the only person with any development. Also, what's up with the muscle boobs? Real muscles don't work like that. Makes me think lazy artists. Data Monkey... Don't trip on the booze, man. They were missing nipples already, okay? <laughs> they were missing nipples. Yes, it was lazy. But at least we got to see a large, tiny-sized rat. Well, look at it this ro- way. If they actually had nipples, then Toonami would have had to edit it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, dude, you got to see Orihime boobs on freaking Bleach. Be happy. <laughs> Blatch writes in, the female Titan stamina might never be matched. I wonder how long she'll keep running for, without breaks, of course. Hmm. Until she sees a shoe sale. <laughs> you know women love to shop. Uh. <laughs> and who's going to stop her? Exactly. Good luck finding a shoe that size, though. <laughs> That's a special order, those. <laughs> Phantom writes in, Finally, the female Titan for this week's episode of Attack on Titan. I wonder who she is. Wink. It's Sasha. Clearly. It's got to be Sasha. Damn potato girl. Mm -hmm. Sniper King. Sniper King, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sniper King. Yeah, that's that's where Usopp went. <laughs> I'll buy it. Yeah. And Tarzano writes in, Titans can run like pansy asses, but after this episode, we find out they can crawl. They can cr- crab crawl too. I ask the question everyone's thinking: Is the female Titan single? I don't know. You know, she had her eyes on Armin, so you know, not anymore. <laughs> you, you were probably drunk when you thought about that, didn't you, Jen? Highly likely. <laughs> exactly, man. I know Jen, dude. She drink much as I do, but she can't go shot to shot me. <laughs> she stopped halfway through. <laughs> yep. So I think we can all agree that this is the episode of Attack on Titan we've been waiting for. And you know this. Yeah. Great action, yep. good pacing, interesting things going on. <clears throat> waiting for that. This might have been the best in the show so far. That is a possibility. Well, I did enjoy the little training sequence, man, when he was, like, learning how to use the omnidirectional gear. Yeah, that was neat. You know... I would um, argue that that's some of the best training episodes in anime history. Yeah, I mean, he was given a breakdown, like, the dossier, like, the strength and weaknesses of some of them. Yeah, there was really no wasted space in those particular episodes. Nope. Well, that does it for our Attack on Titan recap. For our discussion topic this week, we decided to talk a little bit more about Helsing Ultimate, the series that premieres this Saturday night at 3 a.m. For over a century, the Helsing organization has served the British Empire, fighting a secret war against the forces of darkness. You've recently been linked up with vampire attacks within their borders. There's no use running. <laughs> Far too many to be pure coincidence. Guns won't help you either. We are the monsters that protect England from the other monsters. Your agents of vampire? He is nothing like any vampire you've ever known. They tell stories of your amazing strength. He is truly inhuman, this one. This stranger from the night. It's time to educate you on how a real vampire does battle. Welcome to the Eve of War. Search and destroy. It shall be done. You will be cut down like straw. Come on, then. Saint does not run from our enemies. I haven't had this much fun in ages. Tsunami is proud to present the 10-part OVA, Helsing Ultimate, starting next Saturday night at 3. Open wide. You made it. Congratulations. Only Tsunami on Adult Swim. Yes, our very, very favorite psychotic vampire, Alucard, who kills Nazis. He does that. I'm going to have to quote Team Four Star a lot during the airing of this show. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the Team Four Star Quotathon. Yes. It will be plentiful. I kind of wish they did more Attack on Titan a bridge before the yeah. show aired on Toonami, but oh well. 
on the bright side, what they did do of Attack on Titan at Bridge, they covered lots of episodes. Yeah, they did the first five, I think. More than that, actually. Did they? Because they also had a bit from the flashback. Oh, yeah, 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 they did. But enough about Team Four Star. <laughs> yes. For now, I guess. Yes. Hell thing. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Just the fact that we're getting OVAs, man. Yeah, that's a nice change of pace. Yeah, I didn't know Tsunami could do that. I don't think anybody saw that coming at all. I didn't. I thought if we ever had the Helsing on, we would have get it cut to like 30-minute episodes or 24. I don't know how TV works nowadays. But I uh, wasn't expecting it to get an hour slot. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really either. I mean, it makes sense now when I think about it, but... And it's probably going to be some weeks when they actually have to run an hour and a half. Yeah, because I think the uh, last episode is like 66 minutes or something. Mm, yeah, something like... I think it was 68. Or at least that's what Wikipedia shows, which may or may not be fully accurate. And then there's Never another trust episode Wiki. that's... Uh, I want to say 59 minutes, and there's no way they're playing that in an hour. Oh, <laughs> yeah. One minute of commercial time. <laughs> Not going to happen. Advertisers are going to be happy. <laughs> Advertisers will be so pleased. <laughs> so that's going to be kind of an interesting time slot with 59 minutes, though. Because, like, what would they do with the other time? They'll probably play a short or music videos. King Star King, I hope. King Star King would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of the episodes are roughly 42 to 45 minutes, which is pretty much the just right amount of time for an hour slot now. That's fairly standard for... <laughs> Here's the disturbing thing. If you watch, say, an hour-long TV show on one of the major networks now... The show runtime is roughly 42 minutes. Yeah, it's around that. That's disgusting. <laughs> it is. 18 minutes of commercials. If you watch old episodes of Star Trek on Netflix, they're 55 minutes. That's... I mean, for a long time, it was 50 minutes. Or at least 45. But 42... Ooh. We are... We get a lot of commercials when we watch television now. I hope we get it to a point where an hour-long slot is like 22 minutes in length. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just crying now. Painful. Yeah. I don't know if I'm laughing or crying. <laughs> Cry so I can hear your tears. So you can hear my tears? Yes. It's going to be very quiet. Eh, not to me. <laughs> I can hear your tears. Yes, your tears. Well, for the most part, they're going to be able to fill that time just fine with music videos or shorts, possibly an Adult Swim comedy of action-y flavor. So King Star King, that's a possibility. Uh, Titan Maximum is a possibility. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Korga! Play a really action-y episode of Robot Chicken. Why not? I would not mind seeing a robot chicken bump. 
Oh, man. I would love to see Toonami-style bumps for pretty much all of Adult Swim's comedies. <laughs> Can you imagine like that for Star Wars episode? For Rick and Morty. Oh, that would be Adventure great. Adventure Brothers. Oh, so good. Boondocks. Boondocks would be very fitting. China, Illinois! <laughs> yes, I'd love me some China, Illinois. Yeah, hell, I even take one for the squid, Billy's. Though I have noticed, and this is probably because of Jason DeMarco, but a lot of Adult Swim's comedy promos are feeling more like the Toonami promos. I've, I've noticed that, too, especially with, like, Boondocks and Rick and Morty. Uh-huh. And Black Jesus, even. Yep, yeah, just sprinkling a little bit of that Toonami flavor over the rest of Adult Swim. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that, too. Because what Maybe. we consider Toonami flavor is, in fact, decent advertising. <laughs> We're just so used to crappy ads for stuff. <laughs> that when I think that's a term most along, major networks yeah. are just not familiar with. <laughs> yeah, and some ads for things, it's just unbearable. <laughs> oh, yeah. How bad they can be. It's, it's almost kind of odd how, like, much Toonami is like a step above like every other ad. It's because they actually care. That's true. <laughs> I think that's the the biggest thing. Or more importantly, they're familiar enough with the show that they know what aspects to promote about it. Yeah. This turned into a discussion about promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what, what, what happened to the hell seeing stuff? <laughs> It's okay, we can talk about promotion, but yeah, we were going to talk about Helsing. Uh, personally, I've seen four episodes of Helsing, and I'm looking forward to seeing the other six for sure, but I'll rewatch the first four, because they are very entertaining. Of course. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, death by Konami. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it is a very entertaining show, it's... Very, very fun gory and fun, yes. Just pure bliss and violence and gore and crazy, and crazy characters. I mean, it's got vampires and ghouls in it. What's not to love about that? It's got Nazis, Nazi vampires, Nazi vampires and that get to get killed by good guys, yeah, who actually kind of pricks in their own right as far as their personalities, <laughs> and also the Catholic Church. Yeah, the Catholic Ooh, Church. Gotta love that pokes at the Catholic Church. Oh man. <laughs> Alexander. Yeah. Alexander is probably one of my favorite characters in the show. Oh, he is just great. <laughs> He's excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing where the story continues from because it's it's continuous, so where I left off in episode four, I'm like, oh, what happens next? But clearly not enough for me to bother watching it subtitled <laughs> because oh, the dub is good. so good <laughs> that you know. Crispin Freeman oh yes that is does. just his best role ever I'm sure <laughs> and probably it's gotta be one of his favorites and I like Sir Integra's voice oh yeah the entire dub cast is really good yeah it's not really a Funimation dub no, no. It was New Generation Pictures, I think. Uh, I know that they've yeah. worked with New Generation Pictures before on some dubs, which yeah. is 
unusual for them because they do most of their stuff in-house. But in the case of Helsing, they knew they had to get the cast back. Just like they went to great efforts to get the Black Lagoon cast back. It sounds great. Well, they should look out for you. <laughs> nah. It just wouldn't have been right with a new cast, just to be honest with you. No. No. Yeah, I agree. Maybe if there was a significant amount of the show yet to be dubbed, I could get used to another cast, but... And there's always going to be that thing. Even if you maybe don't like the first cast that much, it's just... It's hard to change casts in the middle of a show. You get used to it. Yeah, you do. Exactly. And if it's a mediocre cast, you just get used to a mediocre cast. Yes. <laughs> but luckily we didn't run into that problem. No, definitely not with Helsing. Helsing is a solid cast. and It was just too precious to hand over to someone else. Hmm. Want to make you do better. Yeah. And since it was an OVA series with not that many episodes, it was feasible enough to uh, send it out to New Generation Pictures to get it dubbed. You know, I keep on saying New Generation Pictures, and I hope I'm not wrong about that. It's some studio in L.A. It's going to be kind of weird watching this week by week, because the actual wait times between the episodes were brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, the wait time between episodes were way more brutal than week to week. Yeah, I think... Um... There's like a seven-year difference or something between episode one and episode ten. <sighs> yeah, There's something, something like, that. like that, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the first time I saw episode one was a long time ago. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even remember when. And they had, like, they bounced it around like, a whole bunch of different studios, too, which is, I think, why Funimation had so much so many issues like trying to get all the rights oh yeah i went from like madhouse to um damn we covered this last week madhouse and a few other studios you know two others were involved so well that would complicate things for sure though as long as the production committee and the producers stayed the same shouldn't have been too hard because the animation studio is rarely that pinnacle in deciding who gets something. Unless you're Toei. <laughs> Toei gets whatever they want, basically. And they get to decide the voice cast. Yeah, it's, they they do. What were they thinking with Captain Future, Dan? I don't know, man. I just don't know. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to just let that go. <laughs> Good old I, I really got to wonder, how are they going to top the badassery of Helsing? That is... Yeah, I, I don't know either. Like, I don't know what they would do after that. That's, that's going to be tough, but hey, Dude, if, if they surprise the me. top, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You can manage to kind of keep in the ballpark at least. I actually didn't even think we were going to get a show to replace Black Lagoon. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, no, it was always something going to come. I just didn't think it was going to be hell scene, though. I thought it was going to be a cheap show or a rerun. So Yeah, I thought it was going to be like 
Definitely. Ghost in the Shell second gig or IGPX. I wasn't expecting like Helsing, and I was like, like, all right, Helsing. I'm okay with this. You're running premieres until 4 a.m. Are you people crazy? Yeah. yeah, that's insane. I can't comprehend that. Just like two years ago, we only had premieres up until like 1:30. Yeah. And now just four. My, how tsunami has grown. Now everything's a tsunami premiere, even except for like Bebop. Brotherhood and Bebop. Yeah. Yeah, the premiere has a premiere. Yeah. The Bebop and Brotherhood. The Bebop and Brotherhood Hour. Forever. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Or thereabouts. <laughs> Eventually it's going to be the Dandy and Bebop Hour. <laughs> Forever and ever. Brotherhood's going to be running on the block until like 2022. Yeah. But it does kind of feel fitting to have a Helsing Ultimate followed by FMA Brotherhood because of the oh, same yeah, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. they they have a, a similar kind of grim tone to them. Yeah. Even though kinda... Brotherhood is way more uh, lighthearted at points. But <laughs> surprisingly, Helsing does have a lot of lighthearted, silly moments. It does. It's not completely grim. I think I heard that the Gonzo 13-episode series kind of nuked all the humor. I have actually never watched the 13-episode yeah, series. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I would always ask, and they'd be like, don't do that. Just watch Ultimate. <laughs> well, I actually did see the 13 episode, and it was pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't. It looks decent. I just I've never got around to watching. Uh, one of my coworkers actually had and let me see that one, and then I was like, I like Ultimate better. I mean, this is a crazy concept, but sometimes the manga writer doesn't write a better story than the people adapting. That's sometimes. That's true. Sometimes. Uh, what would you say does a better job? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the... Uh, uh, well, I mean... Okay, never mind. Oh, you're talking about between manga and the anime? Yeah. yeah. It just depends because sometimes the manga can be better than the anime and the anime can actually be better than the manga. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that goes along with if there's pacing issues with the anime... Because rarely do you have the issue of pacing in a manga, because you read it at your own pace. But even then, sometimes manga stories can get bloated and drawn out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If an anime ever improves on the manga, I think it's usually in the art style. Yeah. Uh, even definitely with shows. in the art style. Though sometimes Each. the manga art can't quite get recaptured, and that's unfortunate. I would yeah, say, but... if you look at the Attack on Titan manga and the anime, they pretty much kind of pacing at the same time, so they're pretty good. Um, then, I guess if you would just say... Anime. Yeah. <laughs> Especially those early yeah. volumes of Attack on Titan. You yeah. look at those early volumes of Attack on Titan and have to wonder why it's even popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about the Ninja Turtles then, Skits? This some kind of scratchy... What are you talking about? The original Ninja <laughs> Turtles comics looked amazing. Okay, not amazing, but they look great. Got that noir <laughs> grim style to it. Oh, I love it. I just, I just wanted to mess with you, Bay. Yu Yu Hakusho also has art. Oh uh, yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, the studio definitely kind of roughed out the edges on uh, 
I've heard people say that Bleach's anime is actually too pretty. That the manga yeah. is way more sharp edges, gritty. So yeah, the anime is just a little too soft. Yeah. It's okay. I enjoy both anime and manga of Bleach. So everybody can just shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, Major Bleach fan here. Pretty much anything that Toei animates, the manga is going to look better. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> One Piece gets rough sometimes. Oh, One Piece gets really rough. Plus, there's all those bizarro issues with the eye placements. Yeah. Lazy. Totally be making people look cockeyed, man. Yeah, totally cockeyed all the time. And let's not even get into Sailor Moon Crystal. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. That lynch mob there. But I sure do like the pacing. I love the voice acting in Say the Moon Crystal. They got a good cast. The dub cast for the new Sailor Moon is also very good. Uh, yes. Yeah, the oh, yeah. dub cast for the original series. Mm-hmm. I was I was a little worried. <laughs> Not necessarily because I thought all of the people that got the roles could feasibly do the job, but that's not the whole story you can cast really well and still have awful direction or bad scripts or what have you. So the script is good. The direction is good. The voices are good. Very few issues with it. Oh yeah. It's really good, especially for a dub of a 20 plus year old show. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't necessarily feel modern, but it definitely feels more modern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it only feels modern, really, in the um, voiceovers, because I, sometimes they kind of clash with the old sound effects and music, <laughs> and uh, the voices just sound really, really clean compared to everything else. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I actually kind of think it adds to the charm and maybe the legacy a little. Mm. Yeah. It's not so I'm different ma- from, well, I guess Kai. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kai, has, well, Kai, once you put the <laughs> the old score back there, because Yamamoto doggone plagiarized. <laughs> Still wondering what uh, background music Kai's gonna have on Tsunami, because <laughs> I don't think he can legally have the original score. <laughs> yeah, they'll find something. It'll have some. Well, actually, there are act. There are. Uh, episodes of Dragon Ball Z Kai on on demand that I found that have no background music. What? Very strange, huh? That's weird. Everything's very quiet. Yeah. That's on just... uh, that's on the Vortex section of Kabillion, that's it. Kabillion's on demand section on Xfinity and lots of other providers they have episodes of dragon ball z kai with no background music it is strange to watch it can be strange to watch anything like that yeah <laughs> they should they should just put 2000s new metal in the background <laughs> no <laughs> that could be fun you don't want to hear drowning pool <sighs> those, those dubs of I remember watching that dub of Cooler's Revenge back in the day. People were surprised to hear the Japanese music. Yeah. <laughs> <When> tsunami <laughs> it. 
know, knowing Jason's taste in music, I don't think he could do that in good faith. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on Helsing? Uh, oh, we Helsing? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I, yeah, we went on a tangent on that, so yeah. Congratulations, you fit in. You went on a tangent. <laughs> this show is prone to have tangents. You have met the tangent requirements. Exactly. Alright. I feel like I won something. I think that's pretty much it, Sketch. I think we all tapped out, man. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But we're all looking forward to Helsing Ultimate starting next Saturday. Tune in. It's late, but it's worth it. Yes. Also, hopefully you have DVR. <laughs> and show your friends. <laughs> yeah, great, that, great party that show. Be fun to do the play-by-play on. <laughs> got some listener mail because apparently uh sometimes people do the tsunami talkbacks but they mention both shows and when it's easy enough to split them into separate talkback segments i'll do that but most of the time they're too intertwined to make sense of it so keikaku kat writes in both Space Dandy and Attack on Titan were sexy in very different ways that I should probably be scared about. Oh well. Pervert. <laughs> he wants that Titan booty. Oh yeah. Arthur Mesa writes in, Dandy, Revy, and Spike said bang last night. Who says it better between the three of them? Spike. Obviously Spike. Spike. Though I did like that Dandy did it. Yeah, me too. And Revy did do it. That was... That was that was definitely a nod to Cowboy Bebop, I'd have to figure. Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. It's like, hey, our show's ending. Let's do a bang thing. <laughs> I like that scene with her and Edda. Oh, yeah. Good times. Edda, Edda teased the hell out of about rock, man. <laughs> <laughs> As she should. And meanwhile in Japan, Revy and Rock got it on. It just never showed. Are you a southern preacher now? No, I could be one, though. Everyone's a southern preacher in your heart. (laughs) I live in a Bible Belt. (laughs) And regarding Helsing, Phantom writes in, Can't wait to watch Helsing Ultimate next week. Just saying, Toonami should show Devil May Cry right after Helsing. Mm. I could see that that's definitely one that's kind of slipped through the cracks despite being based on a fairly popular video game. Yeah. It would work on Tsunami, but I just don't see it happening anytime soon, but then again, stranger things have happened on Tsunami. 
My buddy John Paul would like them to play the Bayonetta movie. Mm. I just want to see Redline, dude. Yeah, I want to see Redline. I would also like to see Redline. Yes. Yet more votes for Redline. Get Redline on Tsunami! I already got my Akira wish, so... Yeah, and that was, uh... That was a surprising thing. It was. I was I was very happy, though. And regarding Black Lagoon, my buddy Don East, who does a review show called Anime Abomination. Not entirely sure where you can find it now, because he's had some problems with his blip account. But he had quite a bit to say about Black Lagoon. So, I'll go ahead and read it. And that was Black Lagoon. How was it? Pretty damn awesome. The first few episodes with Rock getting situated were okay, but had some action beats to keep things interesting. When it got to the crazy shit, it gets awesome. Crazy bounty hunters, a combat maid, crooked, and in one case, hot nuns. I felt the one with the twins was stretching things a bit, but it bounced back with the greenback Jane arc. Sadly, the final act was pretty weak taking five episodes and putting the usually fast-paced action into molasses. Not helped that there was no attempt to really make it feel like a finale at all. But in the end, I still enjoyed the series. I recommend it. One more thing, Black Lagoon had a lot of badass chicks. I love it. Indeed it did, Dunnies. But see, that's the great thing about Second Mirage. It made way to not be the finale for real because RBT is your actual finale. Yeah, it kind of it left room for more stuff, which I think was a good thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Trust me, when you watch Roberta's Blood Trail, as I said before, you'll understand. Because Second Barrage, it was good. And then, yeah, it was a little bit weak, but the thing was, I, was th- I saw it as being more melodramatic in a Shakespearean-type way anyway, just the way it ended. You know, just to note that it did have some of those little hints of Shakespeare. You know, it's just a tragedy. Yukio and Genji die. Genji goes out like a boss. And Yukio, in her sadness, just knowing that she could never go to Rolanda Perry with, with Genji now, takes her own life. Star-crossed lovers now. Hey, we're fornicating in hell. <laughs> but, yeah, at the Satan's end... Gonna watch. Exactly. But basically, Sega Barrage just leaves room for Roberta's blood trail. But I still like what Donnie's had to say, though. Good job, guy. Good job. Well, since Paul is once again not here, it's time for me to do the housekeeping. Yeah, Paul really needs to get on the house cleaning. <sighs> yeah, seriously, this place is a mess. You can email us at podcast at com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Podomatic and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at Toonami Podcast on Twitter and Toonami Faithful Official.tumblr.com. You can visit podcast.toonamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast. Chug, tell us where they can find you. Oh, yes. Follow us at Toonami Show Rundown on Twitter, and also check us out on ToonamiFan.com, and also on our YouTube account, which is also Toonami Show Rundown. Uh, Sion, are we just under iTunes? Is Toonami Show Rundown also? Yes. 
but we barely ever upload our episodes there. We're going to start doing that soon, but uh, right now we're like six weeks behind. Okay. So check us out there soonish. Maybe. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Either of you guys got a Twitter? Um, oh, yes. Uh, Sion, what's yours? Uh, my Twitter account is Sidekick Sion. I change that quite often, so catch it while it's hot. <laughs> and mine is at Tim Pollard 4, which is just spelled P O L A R D. Right. And you do have the, the rundown Twitter, too, which you mentioned, but go ahead and mention it again. Yeah, uh, also follow us at Tsunami Show Rundown. Sweet. You should do that because, as many people have said, they would wish that we would do more talkbacks, and we just don't got the time for that. But these guys, these guys got you covered. Yes, that is what we do. Also, if you want good One Piece discussion, obviously, One Piece Podcast at OnePiecePodcast.com. Plug! Hi, Zach and Steve. Zach, Steve, we miss you. Yes. Steve, I really don't miss you because you talk badly about Bleach. Screw you. Oh, you miss him. <laughs> yeah, you know I miss Steve, man. It's just Steve and Zach. Man. Come we back. miss Steve and Zach, and they stole Jose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they can have Jose. Fuck that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darrell, where can they find you? You can find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. And if you want to tumble with me, because I like to tumble sometimes, you can do that at ukamisamurai.tumblr.com. And since I know you people are really, really scared of me, for some odd reason you fear the black man, you can find me at derailmatix at tsunamifaithful.com. And also you can find me in the human resources portion. The best way to get in contact with me is to follow me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can also tumble with me, sketch1984.tumblr.com, and ask me silly questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. You can also send me comments and suggestions for the podcast at the email, sketch at tunamifaithful.com. That's it for this week's episode of Tsunami Faithful Podcast. I'd like to thank Chug and Sion for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Now get the fuck off our podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we just felt it was very important to show a united front of Tsunami fandom. Indeed, sir. Because, yes, there is a lot of infighting in Tsunami fandom, and that's unfortunate because it's a cartoon block. Stop fighting. <laughs> yes. Y'all taking it way too seriously. <laughs> Dude, Toonami's serious business. Toonami yeah, is man. serious business. And if we don't fight over it, Toonami will get canceled. Mm-hmm. We all know this, right? Of course. Yeah. Yes. The less it's fighting, in... the more likely to get canceled. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. And remember, Toonami dies every Tuesday. <laughs> every Tuesday. And is resurrected every Saturday night. <laughs> it's a heck of a resurrection cycle yes it is yeah see people people think Toonami has only come back once but we've really come back like 172 times now no big deal way more times than that okay 173 I I would go with I think it would I would say 74 Mm. I will one up you and say 175 I'm not going to go any further than that. 
What is this, an auction? Ah, <laughs> thirty-one uh, seventy-five, one seventy-five. Can I get one eighty, one eighty, one eighty, one eighty, one ninety, one eighty, one ninety, one eighty, one ninety-five, one eighty-five? Let's have you read the ratings. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, we're done. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>